<clears throat> all right, all right. Okay, okay. What's up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. It's with the facts. Like always, of course, hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday afternoon. It's very cold. Where I'm at right now, it's like, what's the temperature outside right now? It's 17, but it feels like 3 degrees outside, which should just be the normal temperature if it feels that way. But um, it's a very cold day out today, so it's good to do this episode inside. So hope you guys are enjoying your day. This is my AEW Rampage review. And the next time I will talk to you guys will be on Monday afternoon to talk about, or Monday morning, most likely Monday morning, to talk about my Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. We'll see what happens tomorrow between the 49ers and the Cowboys. Hopefully the Cowboys can move on to the divisional game. You know, hopefully it's not a sad episode, you know, ending the Cowboys season, hopefully. Hopefully not, and then either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll do my divisional game uh, predictions. But all right, let's get right into the episode right here. So Rampage kicked off with Adam Cole, Bebe versus Trent Beretta, and this was definitely my favorite match of the night. My least favorite match of the night was the Sean Spears match because it ended, like, well, I don't even think the match was a minute long. But this is my favorite match of the night right here. Rampage itself, you know, I'll, I'll say it was a decent show, to be honest. My passion. I shouldn't say it was good. It was a decent show. It's like one of their... I'm not going to say... Um, it's not one of their good Rampages, in my opinion. It was decent. You know, there was two matches on this card that I liked. It was the first match and the main event. The other two, nah. So, it was a decent show. You know, Rampage will be live next week, which will be interesting to see, which it should be every week. You know, I keep saying it, you know, but it's whatever. Um, just hopefully they don't put on, like, any more bad cards for Rampage. This card was kind of weak, like I said, other than the first match in the main event. Nothing really special. There was no hook on the show. Hopefully Hook gets to wrestle live next week. Maybe that's what they're saving him for, to wrestle live next week on Rampage. We'll find out on Dynamite what the next Rampage uh, matches will be for next Friday. Now, the match between Adam Cole and, and uh, Trent Barretta was a good match right here. Like, Trent Barretta, like I mentioned plenty of times, an underrated wrestler. You know, it almost seems like Rampage is like Adam Cole's show as well, just as much as, like, you know, with Hook. Like, it's his show right there. Like, Adam Cole has wrestled a lot on Rampage. Wrestled in the main event on Rampage, I think, once. Was it once or twice? I know he wrestled John Silver in the main event. Uh, a couple months ago. But no, he put on a good match with Trent. It was a good match to start off right there. You know, I've always liked Trent, you know. I have grown tired of the uh, the best friends, like I've mentioned plenty of times. Um, over the recent times, you know, they're just... They don't do it for me anymore, like I've mentioned. Either give them the World Tag Team titles or just break them up completely because... They really, like, they do one thing, they do the next thing. You know, they haven't been involved in the World Tag Team title picture in a while. And granted, Trent was out for a while. They could have done something with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Or even Willie Yuta and Orange Cassidy or Taylor going after the Tag Team titles. But they didn't do that. You know, and has it benefited Statlander? Well, she's the only one that's gotten a title shot. <laughs> she's the only one that's gotten a title shot right there. So it's benefited her. But everybody else is just like... Does it really matter? You know, there was a little bit of tension there when Trent came back, you know, when, when they were doing the match on Rampage. I think it was Cole versus Yuta. Yeah, Cole versus Yuta main evented. So it's I think it's two times, yeah, Cole's main evented uh, Rampage. 
And Trent was like, oh, should this be about me and everything? Like, but there hasn't been any tension since then. Like, I would like to see Trent go off by himself, in my opinion. Like, you want to keep Taylor, Yuta, and Cassie together? Because Statlander should be on her own, too, in my opinion. She doesn't need a faction to really help her. You know, she could really do better on her own. And she's going to be a future champion someday in AEW. Whether it's the AEW Women's title or the TBS Women's title. I don't call it the TBS Championship because it's held by, you know, women. women so, <laughs> that's why I call it the TBS Women's Championship. Or it's going to be held by more women in the future because Jade Cargo is the only champion so far. And I thought about it. I think Serena Deep should be the first one to beat uh, Jade Cargo, in my opinion. Like, like in the future, maybe like an all-out or full gear. Not right away. Give it a few months. I think, I think I've mentioned it before. I think I mentioned in the last episode that Serena should be the one to do it. And we'll see. That's how I'm going to keep it for right now. I might keep it like that. I actually might just keep it like that. I don't think I might change my mind on that one. But yeah, Culver's Trent was good, though. It was nice to see uh, Dr. Britt Baker at ringside, you know be there, you know, with the uh, super click. And it's going to be bittersweet when Adam Cole and Red Dragon, you know, separate themselves from the elites, you know. I know somebody brought this up on Twitter saying that um, they should do Adam Cole. It should be, it should be um, FTR and Adam Cole and Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks Kenny Omega, yeah, the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes and Hangman and Page at Blood and Guts, and Blood and Guts. We we don't know when Blood and Guts is gonna happen. Again, you know they did it in May of last year, so maybe they'll do it in May of May again. You know this year, that's not a bad idea. If you really want to get the elite all back together, and you do that match, that would be really cool. That would be a really cool thing to see right there. That would be interesting. We know FTR has, has unfinished business with the Young Bucks. So that makes sense. That's fine. They might, maybe they'll do that then. That would be cool to see. Or maybe they'll do it in March. Because originally they were supposed to do it in March of 2020. But then COVID hit and they had to wait a whole year to do it. I think they should have done it in front of more people. In my opinion. Because they only did it in front of like a thousand people. Maybe they should have done that for like... They could have done that maybe for the last episode of Daily's Place... For a while, when when uh back on June thirtieth, they could have done that. They could have definitely done that. And then you had the match of double or nothing the month before. Then yeah, you know I I get it though. Just felt like it could have been in front of more people, in my opinion. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, but no, again, Cole and Trent put in a good match. Like Trent was really selling, you know, his neck right there. We know he's had a lot of neck problems. Just had that neck fusion surgery not too long ago, so. He's doing pretty good, and like I said, he's in really good shape, probably the best shape, you know, of his career right now. Like I said, he's always been underrated from his time in WWE to the independent scene to now. Just an underrated worker. He's got some character to him, you know, in a way. He's not really generic, you know. I would like to see him as a heel. He looks like a heel. He doesn't look like a baby face. You know, he doesn't look like he should be playing around with his best friends. He looks like he should be... Destroying people because he legit could the way like his physique is, you know what I mean? Like, come on, he really should be. Shouldn't be toying around. He should be like destroying people left and right. You know, get him, get him, him a faction right there or something. Like just mean, tough men right there. Maybe like him and the blade because we don't see the butcher at all. 
him and the Blade should be a tag team then, because Butch, you know, was off with his band. Or unless when Butch comes back, which we don't know when that's going to happen. I'm just thinking out of the hat right there. Or thinking out, like, out of the box, like picking names out of the hat. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll definitely see what happens um, between Trent and Best Friends. I hope he does leave them soon. I just hope they just break them up in general. Because, like I said, they do nothing for me right now. They were great like a year or two ago. But now, eh, I've just I've grown tired of them. I know I've mentioned that uh, plenty of times. But no, like I said, really good match. Like I said, my favorite match of the night. You know, some really cool spots in this match, especially when uh, Adam Cole was going for the Panama Sunrise and Trent countered it and hit a, what was it, uh, what's his finisher called? Zero Ground, something like that? Or Code Zero, I don't even remember what his finishing name is right there. It's kind of like similar to Beach Break by the Cassidy, Orange Cassidy's finishing move. It's almost similar in a way. Like, in a way, like it's set up, it almost is. But Trent hits his finisher. On Cole, he takes a couple seconds to go for the pin, and Cole gets his foot on the bottom rope, and then all hell breaks loose. This, the fucking super elite and the best friends all start going at it, and the referee Bryce Rensburg lost all control right there. He wasn't looking, then Adam Cole hits Trent with a low blow, and then hits him with a boom. One, two, three. Adam Cole gets the win over Trent. So a really good match to start off... Um, AEW Rampage, my favorite match of the night, like I mentioned. You know, Adam Cole, baby, gets the win. He's got a lot of momentum going to the match next week between himself and Dr. Britt Baker versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, which I'm looking forward to. We have seen Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, you know, wrestle in a mixed tag team match. They wrestled, uh, like I mentioned in the last episode, they wrestled um, the Bunny and the Blade at Road Rager in July, and that match was good. I didn't expect anything out of that match. That match was entertaining and it was fun. I think this match might be a little bit better, but it, it's definitely going to be good. It's definitely going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's kind of interesting with, like, Dynamite's card this week coming up. There's a lot of mid-carders on this card. Like, not a lot of main event talent, in a way. Other than, like, you could say CM Punk and, like, Malachi Black. Everybody else is, like, a mid-carder. Like, they're letting the main event guys, like, r- like sit this one out a little bit. Like, let's get the mid-carders on TV. I know, these, these matches on Dynamite are going to be good. These matches on Dynamite are going to be good. Of course, we'll see, you know, Lance Archer and Hangman and Page probably confront each other. And hopefully, hopefully they do the match of Revolution. I don't want them to rush into the match. Because we know Beach Break's coming up uh, on the 26th. It's not too far away. So hopefully they don't rush it. You know what I mean? Like, just do it at Revolution. They can main event. They can put on a good main event right there, Hangman and Archer. They can build a really good story. Like how Archer's sick and tired of, you know, not getting that main event spot on a pay-per-view. Because he hasn't been in a main event or pay-per-view. Well, so it's most people in AEW, of course. But Archer's, you know, worked very hard. He's been in big moments. You know, let him be in the main event or pay-per-view. Him and, I think him and Hangman could put on a good uh, main event right there. Even though the ideal main event for Revolution would be CM Punk and MJF. That would be the ideal right there. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know if they want to do that. I think they might want to end it with Hangman versus Archer. I don't even know if that's the plan. Because I just hope they don't rush into it. Like, don't be lazy. Don't rush into it right away. Let's. He's just got back Archer. Don't rush him into the title match. 
Like, no. Save a revolution. Like, there you go. You have a nice feud right there. You have a nice feud right there you could build up. I think those two could have some pretty good, pretty good chemistry in the ring. And I think they could put on a pretty good match. So I think just save it for revolution. Don't do it right away. Don't do it right away. You want to do Hangman like in like a mini kind of feud before that? Where he defends the title one more time on Dynamite. Like maybe against Scorpio Sky or Ethan Page. Then fine. That's perfectly fine. But the match against Archer has to be a revolution. Don't rush into it. Just don't. That, I just wouldn't do that. Alright, now we get to the uh, next match right here. And before we get to the next match, um, we did see a little preview of you know Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. We haven't seen Mercedes Martinez wrestle yet during AEW since she's gotten here. She debuted at New Year's Smash. And she tried to get involved in the, in the Jade Cargo-Ruby Soho match for the TBS Women's title. But Thunder Rosa took her out. So hopefully we'll see Marce- Hopefully we'll see Mercedes Martinez wrestle pretty soon. I got a feeling we'll see Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa on Rampage next week coming up. Because there's already six matches on Dynamite. I don't think they'll be able to fit that in right there. So most likely that'll be on Rampage, which is completely fine. That'd be great to see. But now we get to the next match right here, which like I said was my least favorite match of the night for, you know, obvious reasons. Um because oh, it was a squash match, right? It was between Sean Spears and Andrew Everett. And for those who don't know who Andrew Everett is, he's an independent wrestler. Good high flyer. Seen some uh, highlights of him. You know, he's a good high-flying wrestler. He's been around for a while. You know, I thought maybe we'd see a little bit of, you know, of a competitive match right here. You know, it was really nothing, though. You know, Everett right here made, like, a nice flip to the ring apron. And Sean Spears just grabbed him as he's on the top rope. Hit him with the C4. Took a while to pin him, and then one, two, three. Sean Spears gets the win over Andrew Everett. It was a quick match right there. We did see Wardlow at ringside. He didn't look amused at all after what happened back on Dynamite against CM Punk. And then Sean Spears cut a promo. I'm like, oh, great. Here comes the generic guy with no charisma or character at all. Now he's going to talk. And he was talking about him and CM Punk, how they've been down the same road and People told Sean Spears he wouldn't, you know, be in this spot right now. He would never get to where he is right now. He's bled the same blood as CM Punk has. And, you know, CM Punk being out of the ring for seven years, he's going to expose him next week. It's going to be a good match between Punk and Spears. That's going to be a good match. Like I said, again, I repeat myself with Sean Spears. Couldn't have, he can have a good match with almost anybody. But the guy has no charisma or character. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. He does nothing for me right there. Other than he can put on a good match with anybody. Like, he can make anybody look good. If it was somebody's first match ever in professional wrestling, and you said, okay, you're going to wrestle Sean Spears, that'd be a great match. Sean Spears would make the guy look good. But he just has no character. Like, I thought when he went to AEW, Sean Spears thought, okay, maybe he could be a mid-card champion. Because I can't see him winning the world title unless he has a huge resurgence where he's an amazing character and people really get behind him. It hasn't happened. And when he was Ty Dillinger in the WWE, you know, people only liked him because he would say 10 all the time. Like, that was it. That's how he became popular. But his character, it just wasn't that good. That's why he never was a champion in the WWE. Should he have been United States champion? Yeah, he very much should have been. 
he could have had a nice run with the belt for a little bit. Maybe they could have done something with him and Bobby Roode because they had the feud in NXT and the Bobby Roode won the United States title. Maybe they could have done a program there for maybe WrestleMania. Put them on the big stage. It'd be like from TakeOver to WrestleMania. The storyline would have been beautiful. And he could have gave Dillinger a nice moment because he would have probably got the loudest pop of his career right there. You know, but he just has no character. Just doesn't. Even Tully Blanchard couldn't help him. Like I said, he's very reliable. That's why they have him there. If he couldn't wrestle, he would be nowhere near the wrestling business, obviously. Like I said, great worker. Definitely a great worker that I've seen. One of the most underrated workers that I've seen in my lifetime. Easily. Easily. Like, I'm not even going to joke around. He's definitely one of the most underrated workers I've ever seen. Because it almost seems like any match he can have, he puts on a good match. He just does. But no character. No charisma. His promo wasn't that good. I mean, it was a little bit like, okay, the whole exposing CM Punk and everything. I was like, okay. But other than that, eh, just can't, I can't get behind him at all. I really can't. You know, I want to like Sean Spears, but I really can't. I, I just can't. I, I really can't. Especially even, like, like where I really started to like not like Sean Spears, like when they did that whole mini feud between him and Dustin back at Double or Nothing in 2020. Like, that feud was pretty cringy, to be honest. You know, especially... Sean Spears had, like, his own news thing. I was like, what? Like, seriously? So, just now. The match on Dynamite's going to be good. It's going to be fun to watch. But other than that, it's just... Eh. It's, it's, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be good. But and that's all it is right there. I mean, we'll see if Wardlow maybe leaves MJF then. You know, of course, MJF's going to be at ringside, I would have to assume. And he's probably going to... Pull some shenanigans like he did. Um, or maybe he'll let Sean Spears do it on his own. He might. It might just be one-on-one. So. Eh. We'll see, though. We'll definitely, we'll definitely see what happens. You know. We'll definitely see what happens, you know, on Dynamite next week. Like I said, it's going to be a good match to watch. I'm looking forward to it. But. I I just wish Sean Spears had some character to him because then I could be fully behind him. Like, he could still become TNT champion in the future. Again, I wouldn't be opposed if it happens. But he just has no character. He really doesn't. He can't get behind a word he says. He really can't. But now we get to the next thing right here. It was... uh, the acclaimed uh, Max Caster and Anthony Bowens did a music video, like a diss track on Darby Allen and Sting. Because those guys are going at it next week. The acclaimed versus Sting and Darby Allen. That's going to be fun to see on Dynamite next week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it the, the diss track was, you know, it was it was cool, to be honest. It was pretty funny. You know, I chuckled a little bit. The things that Caster was saying, the things that Bowens was doing. They had a guy dressed up as Sting. It, it was pretty funny. You know, I thought they were going to do it on Dynamite, but they saved it for Rampage. I think it's better they did it on Rampage. But um, I'm looking forward to the tag team match next week. I know it's not the Acclaim's time. They're not going to beat Darby and Sting. Like, I did mention it before. I think we're. I think Jurassic Express is going to face Darby Allen and Sting at Revolution. That's my prediction. Because the Acclaim, they're now the number one ranked tag team. They lose. They're out of that number one spot. 
And I think Sting and Darby might be going up in the ranks pretty soon because they haven't lost as a tag team. They haven't lost as a tag team at all. And yeah, they don't wrestle like weekly at all because, I mean, obviously they can't because Sting is, what, 62? He's not going to wrestle weekly. That's why, like, you know, he wrestles every few weeks. You know, they space it out, which is great. But let's see how this match is. I'm looking forward to it, though. And it doesn't mean the acclaimed are buried if they lose. I think that's the plan right there. And there is history between Darby and Sting and Jurassic Express. You know, one of Darby Allen's TNT title defenses was against Jungle Boy. So, I'm down to see see that for the tag team titles. And I'm down to see Darby and Sting win the tag team titles. You could say, well, Sting's hogging the spotlight. But it helps out Darby Allen. Darby Allen has a championship. At least Sting can get one more championship before he, you know, officially retires. You know what I mean? Or maybe not. Maybe Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus retain if it happens. I don't know. And maybe we get some between Darby and Sting. Maybe there's, maybe there'll be tension between those two, which we haven't seen any, like at all. We haven't seen really anything between them with tension. But we'll see. And on the next match, right, the women's trios match it was a. Uh, Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, Legit Layla Hirsch versus Nyla Rose, uh, The Bunny, and Penelope Ford. Uh, I mean, this match, it was decent, but they had such a terrible ending. They could have done the ending a little bit better, in my opinion. I feel like it was very lazy how they ended this match. Like, it, like I said, a decent match. You know, I expected it to be a whole lot worse, but Nyla looked good in this match. Penelope looked good. Everybody everybody looked good in this match. Even the box machine, Red Velvet, looked good in this match. Like, I should say they all looked decent. I shouldn't say, you know, good's, you know, a little bit too much of a big word right there. They all looked decent. And it was a decent match, like I said. Just a bad ending. They could have done the ending just a little bit better. I know there's tension between Statlander and legit Layla Hirsch, you know, from their match on Rampage back on Christmas night, even though it was tape. But you know what I mean. Those two put on a good match, and, you know, I guess Legitly the Hirsch is still, you know, not over-losing to Chris Statlander. So we know they're going to go at it again at some point. And maybe Legitly the Hirsch will win. I still think she should join Team Taz. I've been saying that for, like, almost a year now. And a lot of people have been saying it as well. She should join Team Taz. It would be great. You know, it would be nice to see her in Team Taz. She would definitely fit with Team Taz. It would be great to see. And we'll get to Team Taz just a little bit after this match. And um, that's just what I think they should do with her. Because she's going to turn heel at some point. She's showing those heel tendencies. She's getting, you know, tired of Statlander right there. She's getting, you know, pretty pissed off. So, I don't know. So, I'll have to wait and see what happens then. You know, it would be nice to see legit Layla Hirsch go on a heel run. She definitely could be a good heel. She definitely could be, you know, where, you know, like I said, she's a smaller person, but she could bully the bigger people. You know what I mean? That would be kind of funny to watch. I'm not going to lie. Um, like I said, this match overall, it was a decent match. I didn't expect much out of it. I thought it was going to be like terrible. I thought we were going to get a whole lot of botches, but no, like I said, you know, Penelope Ford and the bunny, they've improved so much, you know, Statlander's great. Nyla, eh. It's a, hit, it's a hit or miss with Nyla. I like legit Layla Hirsch. Red Velvet sucks. Um, <laughs> so it's like two six of the people in this match. I'm just like, no. If it was a tag team match between... This is what it should have been, though. Why wasn't it just like Statlander and Hirsch versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny? 
It should have just been that. Why'd you add Nyla and Red Velvet into the feud? Like, why would you do that right there? Or add them into the mix. Not the feud. Like, add them into the mix. Why'd do that for? It should have just been Statlander and Hirsch versus Penelope Ford and the Bunny. That's how it should have been. It would have been probably a better match. This one... Eh, just, no, it did nothing for me. Um... I don't know. That's, that's what it should have been, in my opinion. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. That, that's all I'm going to say right there. That's just how it should have been. But um, towards the end right here, like, Statlander was starting to pick it up right here. And then Legit Layla Herschel got taken out during the commercial break. She tags herself in. And um, the, bunny was, uh, the bunny was the other one that got tagged in, or she was already tagged in. After she took out Chris Statlander after Vicky Guerrero distracted uh, the referee. And, uh... And then the bunny knocked Legit Lila Hirsch into Statlander. That knocked her out of the ring. And she pinned Legit Lila Hirsch. She didn't roll her up. She just pinned her regularly. And was holding her down. One, two, three. And that's it. The bunny, Penelope Ford, and Nyla Rose get the win. I mean... Again... Match itself was decent. It had some nice spots in the match, but just a terrible ending to this match. Like seriously, I mean, I don't want to complain about a match that really means nothing, but you could have done the ending a little bit better. That's all I'm gonna say. The ending could have been just a little bit better in this match. It felt like it was very like, was it like rushed? I mean, it kind of felt like it was rushed. They could have just done a little bit better, maybe like where. Chris Stanley gets knocked out of the ring, and the referee gets distracted, and the bunny hits Legitimate Hirsch with, you know, brass knucks. At least do that right there. So, Legitimate Hirsch did it to herself right there when you think of it, so you can't blame Statlander. It's not her fault. Well, you know, that's far from over, and I was like, okay, whatever. But now, um, talking about Team Taz right here. You know, so, like, you know, Excalibur was, you know, asking Ricky Starks, you know, like, on his thoughts about... Lance Archer and Hangman and Page, and he turned it the whole way around saying, like, oh, how come people are getting into our business again? Like, Jay Lethal, why are you getting into Team Taz's business? You have nothing to do with this. And speaking of the devil, here comes Jay Lethal. So he comes out and he says, you know, he says he knows he's still the new guy around here. He's been sitting in the back watching Team Taz versus, you know, Dante, and it's been making him sick. And, you know, he said to Ricky... You know, um, you don't have a long line of challengers for the FTW World Championship. So I'm challenging you for the FTW World title. I'm not expecting an answer out of you right now because we know you have to run things by Taz. And that really set Ricky off. And then Ricky was going to go after him. But all the referees came out and separated the two. So I'm like, I'm intrigued by that right there. Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. That will be a good match. I think it will happen on Rampage. Or maybe it will happen... Um, Maybe it'll happen at a at beach break. Whichever one is fine. We know Rampage will be live uh, next week. I'm looking forward to that right there. Starks versus Lethal. I'm down. I'm down to see that match. It's about time we could see Jay Lethal wrestle on AEW television. You know, instead of uh, Dark and Dark Elevation. So, that'll be fine. That'll be totally fine to see. I'm looking forward to that right there. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So, we'll see how that match goes. Definitely, uh... Definitely look forward to seeing that. Definitely look forward to seeing that match.
Okay. So now it's time for the main event. So the main event of the evening is Jurassic Express, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, defending their AEW World Tag Team titles against Dark Order's John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And I enjoyed this main event. It was a damn good match. I expected it to be good, and it damn well was a good match. It was nice to see uh, Silver and Reynolds get a tag team title shot. The Dark Order, I don't think, has had a tag team title shot in a while, in my opinion. I don't think they've had a tag team title shot in quite a while. So it was nice to see them, you know, get that tag team title shot. Eventually, down the line, either Uno or Grayson or... Um, Silver and Reynolds, they'll win the tag team titles, but we haven't really seen much of the Dark Order recently. Ever since, like, um, the whole thing with Hangman, they, like, the whole Hangman-Danielson uh, feud, we haven't seen much out of the Dark Order recently on AEW television. They've kind of, like, drifted away at times. I mean, I'd like to see them back on TV, you know? They've been fun to watch. I like Evil Uno. I like Grayson the most out of everybody there. I think uh, Preston Vance, number 10... Has a lot of potential, you know, because he's a he's a big dude, so he's got a lot of potential. You can put him in the ring with Wardlow. See, why not do that right there? They should do Wardlow versus Preston Vance at some time. They should definitely do that match right there. Do that match in Cleveland. It's in Wardlow's hometown. Give him an opponent. Give whether it's on no, no you gotta do a beach break. Don't put it on rampage. Do a beach break right there. Like do like an open challenge kind of thing for Wardlow and say Preston Vance accepts it. That'd be great. They're two big guys right there. Let them have a competitive match. And the Warlow get a big win right there. At least he's facing somebody... Well, he's, he's tall. I think he's taller than Preston Vance. But at least, you know, they're both... You know, big muscle guys right there. So there you go. There you go right there. You know, and... Other guys in the Dark Order, like Silver and Reynolds. They're a good tag team. Number five, Valen Angels. Eh, he's... He he's really doesn't do nothing for me. I mean, he had a good match with Danielson... Back on Dynamite in December. And he's had two good matches with Kenny on Dynamite. So, he's got some talent to him. He needs better character development, in my opinion. Cole Cabana. He's a great uh, veteran wrestler. You know, he's got character. He's a good veteran wrestler right there. He helps out the group in big ways. And, of course, Anna Jay. She's going to be a future women's champion at some point in her career. You know, she's improved a lot in the ring. And she's been good. You know... I just I hope they don't break them up, you know, because you kind of feel like they might because they haven't been on TV in, like, a while. So you kind of think, like, what's going on? Like, I, I just hope they don't – I hope they don't break them up, in my opinion. I really I really hope they don't. No, but overall, though, overall, it was, you know, a, a great main event. I really enjoyed it. Um, the whole crowd, this is, like, kind of fun, like, how they did this chant right here. They did, Lucha, Saurus, Lucha, Saurus. Like, that was actually kind of cool right there. Um, and I've kind of been breaking down, like, you know, who could beat Jurassic Express. I still kind of think it'll be Darby and Sting, in my opinion. Or maybe it will be the House of Black, and we'll talk about them towards the end right here. When we're done talking about this match. No, but John Silver, man, like, I swear, the things that he does in this ring for such a small guy, what, is he, like, 5'4"? The things that he does, like, how he's so muscly, and the things that he does in the ring is really, like, insane. It really is. It's seriously crazy seeing the things that he does. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the things that he does in this ring are just absolutely, they're absolutely insane. 
It really is. It's absolutely insane with the things that he does. You know, for such a small man, he's he's good. He is really good. He's got a lot of potential going forward. You know, I still think he's kind of cringy when he talks at times, like things that he says. But, you know, I do like him, though. I like him in the ring. You know, he's a, he's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler. I didn't know what to think of him when he first came on the scene of the Dark Order. I'm like, okay, this guy is, like, pretty small. Like, what can he do? I mean, he's, he's muscly, but let's see how he does in the ring. When he, had that match, when he had that match with Orange Cassidy at full gear two years ago, I was like, not bad. I'm like, okay, this guy's got something. He's got something right here. It's not, you know, not bad. I'm like, okay. They put on a pretty, you know, decent match. I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't bad. That was pretty fun to watch, actually. Like, that was something. Okay. Um, But, yeah, again, this main event was really good right here, and it really picked up towards the uh, the end right here. Uh, especially, like, when... um, Like, I love that combination that Silver and Reynolds do. Like, uh... was like, a clothesline. And kind of like how Reynolds does, like, you know, that elbow shot that Hangman does. And then he does a stunner... And Silver does a suplex. It's like back and forth action right there between Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, especially when Silver drop kicked Luchasaurus. I was like, oh my god. Like, Jesus. Like, this guy is like shot out of a cannon right here, John Silver. I swear to God. Like, he's pretty stiff too. He doesn't look. He doesn't try to make his things look, you know, fancy too in the ring. He's like, he's a lot like Darby Allen in a way where he's going to hit you. He's not trying to make anything look fancy. You know, he's just like Darby Allen. He's going to go right at you. He's going to he's gonna hit you. You're going to have to be able to take that bump right there. It's not going to be like, you know, let me look, make this look fancy right here and do a flip in the air. Like, no, he's going he's gonna to hit you hard. That's what he does. And I like it. That's what I like to see right there. So Luke Source gets taken out of the equation for just a little bit. Not that long, though. But he gets back in the ring. And he starts wreaking havoc. Ha- havoc. Havoc, Jesus Christ, I'll get it right. <laughs> and then Jung Boy did a really cool. Um... It's actually funny though, because Anna J was at ringside, Jung Boy and Anna J are together, so that was actually pretty cool to see them on opposing sides. We didn't like see anything from them in this match though. I thought maybe like Jung Boy or Anna J would get in Jung Boy's face, maybe. That's what I was thinking, but no, that didn't happen at all. But it was really funny when Jung Boy um, took out. John Silver, he threw him right on to Evil Uno right there. Just an innocent bystander. That was pretty funny. And then John Silver tried to get back in, and Luchasaurus kicked him. And then Jurassic Express did their finisher on Alex Reynolds. One, two, three. And Jurassic Express retained the AEW World Tag Team Championship. So in their first title defense, very successful. You can see Christian Cage was a little bit nervous at ringside because... I mean, Silver and Reynolds, they almost had Jungle Boy right there towards the end. They almost had him. I also forgot to mention this spot right here, like where Jungle Boy jumped off of Luchasaurus' back and did a Canadian Destroyer to Alex Reynolds. I was like, oh my God. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that spot was really cool. Definitely, I definitely popped for that one right there. Overall, really good match. Really good match. You know, definitely a bright spot on this card right here. Because, like I said, this Rampage was decent. Like, I'll call it a decent show. I'm not going to say it was bad. If it was, like, three if three out of the four matches were, you know, weren't good, then I would say it was bad. Like, half of the show was good. The other half was bad. So, it makes it decent. So, it's 50% good, 50% 
you know, bad. But Jurassic Express, you know, like I said, they retain the AEW World Tag Team Championships in their first title defense. You know, we'll see what they do now going forward. You know, we'll see who's next for them now. I have to look at the rankings. I think Private Party might be up in the rankings right now. So maybe they'll be next in line, you know, which would be nice. You know, I think it's, I still think it's going to be, well, they claim the number one, but they're going to lose to Sting and Darby. So I think it's going to be Sting and Darby. I think it's going to be Sting versus Darby. Sting versus Darby. I think it's going to be Sting and Darby versus Jurassic Express for the World Tag Team titles. That's just my opinion, though. So now we look to AEW Dynamite for next week. We've got six matches announced. So we do know Cody Rhodes will be returning on Dynamite. He's going to get... We know he's going to get booed out of the building. (laughs) First time we'll see Cody Rhodes live in a while. Um... We got Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and the AW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Orange Cassidy, and Chris Statlander in a mixed tag team match. We got Serena D versus Sky Blue. And it kind of makes sense because, you know, because Sky Blue was one of the women that tried to help Picaro Sheet after Serena Deep took her out. And so was Anna Jay and Ty Conti. So definitely expect to see Deep versus uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conti pretty soon. Um, other match we got, we got Sting and Darby versus The Acclaimed. It's three matches right there, three more. We got The House of Black making their debut. Malachi Black and Brody King making his AEW debut, AEW in-ring debut against the Varsity Blondes. Brian Puma Jr. and Griff Garrison. We also got FTR, the AAA World Tag Team Champions. Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler versus Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson. And most likely, which I think will be the main event, CM Punk versus Sean Spears. So it's got a lot of mid cars on that show, but I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a good show. I think it's gonna be a lot better than expected. I think a lot of people are gonna see it as a mid card show, but I think it's gonna be a lot better than expected. But all right, guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys will most likely be Monday morning to talk about my Dallas Cowboys versus the San Francisco 49ers. In the wild card round right here. Hopefully my Cowboys can advance. We'll see what happens. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Talk to you then, guys.